Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Thursday. One more day till we make it till Friday. It is the very last day of November. Wow. 2017 has flown by. Uh, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Of course, I'm Joe Jaquint, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. The website at allamericangold.com. All kinds of great stuff out there, always to try to keep you in the know. We've got, it's an action-packed show today. we got all kinds of ground to cover. The We had more Federal Reserve governors coming out and talking about cryptocurrencies. The IRS is now getting involved as well. Uh, and today, a, a 20% drop in, in the cryptos today. But, uh, you know, it, it's the volatility that you need to be prepared for. I just saw that John McCain says that he will vote for the tax cuts. Uh, I guess that gives us a better odds, of, of ch- a better chance of it passing. Remember, they need 50 of the 52 Republicans. Uh, to vote for it, because apparently all 48 Democratic uh, senators are going to vote against it. Uh, if they if they don't get 50 at 50, uh, then Mike Pence can cast the vice president can cast the I guess the breaky the tiebreaker. Now remember, it still would have to go back to the House as well. Uh, but we'll see. They were hoping. I don't know if they'll vote today or not. They voted to 52 to 48 to do more debate. Uh, don't know what the final tally or vote is going to be uh, on the on the rest of it, but if it happens, we'll keep you posted. Uh, I'm not sure that there will be a vote today or not. They were hoping for it today, uh, but they did do I guess they did have a vote that they're going to talk about it. Uh, so... <laughs> You know that's what they love to do up there, right? Uh, it, you know, let's talk about uh, talking about talking about doing stuff. Uh, the, we are going to cover, like I said, a lot of ground. We did have the beige book out. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, household spending uh, kind of coming back down to earth from uh, the hurricanes. Uh, those were the, I guess, the two biggest uh, economic reports out. Jobless claims that it was in line two hundred thirty. Eight, I think, was the number. We're kind of, you know, that 230 to 250 range. I guess that's the new normal uh, for for jobless claims. Uh, but we are really going to try to focus in on these cryptocurrencies. Uh, yesterday, right here in town, matter of fact, uh, John Williams, not uh, Shadow Stats, uh, but John Williams, the Federal Reserve President of San Francisco, uh, that's the West Coast. Uh, and you know what's so funny? And you think about, you know, the West Coast. We got uh, Seattle, of course, obviously California, Arizona, Los Angeles, Denver, right? I mean, we've got a lot of the economic growth, if you will, in this part of the country, and we've only got one one uh, Federal Reserve Bank, uh, that being the San Francisco Federal Reserve. He was talking at ASU, at Arizona State uh, and, of course, now with light of Bill Dudley's comments yesterday. If you didn't hear yesterday's show, uh, you may want to go back and listen to it. The Federal Reserve 
uh, and Bill Bill Dudley, he was he well, he still is for at least right now the New York Federal Reserve Bank president, uh, the third most powerful man in the Federal Reserve, uh, and he is he's already said he is stepping down. Uh, of course, uh, Fisher is stepping down. He is the vice chair, and then Janet Yellen, as we know, Jerome Powell is going to be. Uh, taking her place, but but Bill Dudley yesterday said, "Hey, listen, yeah, I don't know about Bitcoin. Right? It, it can't really do much without government backing. But don't worry, uh, we're going to be working on our own uh, cryptocurrency." John Williams uh, followed that up last night. I believe it was last night, uh, but he was at ASU uh, at some uh, speaking engagement there. Uh, we'll bring you up to speed as to exactly what John Williams had to say about uh, cryptocurrencies and how far along are they really. And that's the kind of the hard part because, like, and all the Federal Reserve governors, they talk out of both sides, and you really kind of are left to wonder uh, exactly where we are in the process. Uh, and then, of course. We are going to try. I'm going to try to at least do my best, take my best guess at exactly how this is all going to work as far as the electronic currency, why it is that the central bankers want it. I think one of the key things behind uh, the whole cryptocurrency phenomena that we're witnessing. You know, some people are saying, hey, it's like the tulips back in the olden days and like the tech bubble. I don't know. right? I, I don't know if it's a, a fad and, and it's going to all come crashing down and go to zero. Uh, I I, I kind of think it won't. Right? I, don't, I don't know about some of it will go to zero because there's too many of them. Uh, the underlying technology is really what they are looking for. And, and we're going to try to put the pieces to the puzzle together and exactly how that's all going to work. And one of the things that I keep, you know, you keep hearing them talk about this 2% inflation, and I told you this was just an introductory number. Uh, Neil Kashkari came out and said, hey, you know what? 2.7. And, of course, what comes after that? Three three and a half, four, four and a half, five. And with the with a cryptocurrency, it'll be much easier for them to do it. We got all of that coming up for you. Pedro Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. By the way, uh, Silver, again, I know it, it just keeps happening. Just an absolute steal right now. Silver, by the way, down 15 cents. They hit it really hard yesterday, got some follow-through today. It's all the way back down to sixteen dollars and thirty-one. Let's go sixteen dollars and thirty-one, thirty-two cents. Uh, just a 
I, I just think it, it's an incredible opportunity to get into uh, the silver market uh, because it's so so undervalued, at least in my non-expert opinion. Uh, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles right now, 400 bucks a roll at 800-951-0592. That's down 15 bucks in just the last three days. Uh, talking about cryptocurrency, and if you go out to our website today, you're, you're, you're going to see several different Federal Reserve uh, articles. The first one, the lead one. The Federal Reserve should be okay with 2.7% inflation for five years. Right? Of course, you know, after five years, well, you know, why not 3.7 or 4.7? That was Neil Kashkari, the Minneapolis Federal Reserve president. Listen, we're stuck. We got this horrible problem. Right? We don't have any wage growth. We have a, a jobs market that is, well, you know, let's just say it's not your parents' jobs market, right? It's, it's part-time, it's contract, it, it's, it, it's really uh, something that we haven't seen before. We're not getting the inflation that the Federal Reserve likes. Of course, you know, they don't, and I say this over and over again, but they've done so much to get rid of the inflation that you and I see every day. You know, it, it, we, we see it in the electricity bill. We see it in the garbage bill, the water bill. We see it in our local taxes, our state taxes. We, we see it in our health care costs. We see it in our car insurance costs. We see it in our automobiles, right? We see it in home prices. We see it in rent prices, right? I know all of you out there are like, yeah, I know. But they keep saying we don't have any, right? Because they're more concerned about the inflation to their their favorite uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average companies out there. Uh, so but Neil Kashkari now comes out and says, hey, listen, forget about 2%. That's not enough. And he knows, right, 2% inflation, the way they are tracking it now, and remember what that really means, devaluation, 2% devaluation of your money isn't enough. We need more. That's the first article. Then, you know, we get some layoff articles a little further down, inflation heating up in the beige books, right? And this is more about energy prices, right? We were seeing it at the gas pump. Now, you know, crude oil's in the upper 50s. Even though the last three weeks in a row we've had big crude uh, inventory supply builds uh, in the upper 50s, I mean, and I'm thinking, you know, if, if Donald Trump is right, and that this is this tax cut, if it passes, is going to be rocket fuel. Are we going to see crude oil back to you know that seventy, eighty, heaven forbid, a hundred dollar mark? Maybe uh, a little farther down, you, you're going to get uh, the Fed's uh, Williams talking about continuing to raise rates slowly. So he wanted to. Uh, take what Janet Yellen said and said, hey, listen, we're not talking about going real fast, but we need to keep raising rates slowly. And you got to keep going down. You'll have a thing about Ron Paul, a video there that you can watch. Uh, then you got uh, another article about cryptocurrencies and, and being stolen. 
And, and I still don't understand how that all works, but right below that is the article where John Williams was talking last, I think it was again last night at Arizona State. And I'm just going to to read to you what he was saying. He says, the Federal Reserve isn't planning on launching its own digital currency, at least for now. <laughs> right? So so he comes out and says, hey, well, you know, let's calm down here. We're not we're not working on on launching it. Not right now, you know. Well, speaking at an event yesterday at Arizona State, the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco said the Fed is not working on its own digital currency, but the Fed is paying attention to research on blockchain, the technology underpinning Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And remember, this is what I've been talking about. I don't know about Bitcoin. I don't. I don't know about any of the other cryptocurrencies. I don't know if they 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 do they stick around, do they last, do they not last. I have no idea. What we need to really pay attention to is the blockchain technology, what's behind the actual Bitcoin. Earlier this year, Jerome Powell, who's going to be our new Federal Reserve Chief, said that a central bank digital currency, okay, so it's talking about the central bank in, in a digital currency, would face privacy issues, right? Of course, right? That's one of the things when you talk about uh, blockchain technology and what it really means, right? This is the ultimate big brother. And uh, competition from private enterprise. So Jerome Powell said, well, you know, we got some privacy things. Uh, and then, of course, we've got private enterprise, right? And, and so we, we, we got to keep that in mind because, let's face it, if, if all of a sudden the central banks come out with their own cryptocurrencies, what does it mean for these others? Probably means, you know, they may be going away. I don't know that. Other countries, and this is all on our website, if you want to so if you want to go out to allamericangold.com, you can see this was in the Business Insider, uh, and, and again, a lot of news organizations, Reuters, Bloomberg, everybody's kind of on this now after uh, William Dudley, and it's amazing, right? William Dudley says, hey, I'm going to step down from my post. A couple of days ago, he said, hey, we need to have actual transparency in the Treasury markets, because wouldn't that be wonderful to know who's actually really buying all of this stuff? And then uh, after that, he says, oh, by the way, yeah, uh, we're going to be working on our own cryptocurrency. And then John Williams has to talk about it at ASU last night. A group of Japanese banks are set to launch a new digital currency in a bid to wean citizens off cash. As reported by Business Insider's uh, Oscar Williams Groot in September, a consortium led by Mitsubishi Financial Group and Japan Post Bank plans to launch a new digital currency called the J-Coin by 2020. This project has the support of the Japanese Central Bank and Japanese regulators. So again, we always have to look elsewhere. 
because the world, you know, you think about how the world in, in over the over the centuries how small the world has become. Right, you know, Christopher Columbus and the New World and and whether he was the first to discover it, not discover it or whatever, it maybe doesn't really matter. The world has shrunk ever since. Right? And so now we are always looking at what is happening everywhere in the world and now all of a sudden these central banks and and we noticed it when the crisis hit, they're all working together. Right? They don't they they don't do anything without going and talking to the other people and saying, okay, we're going to do this and you do that and and we've got this this central plan in place because they they all have the same problem, right? And the problem is what they're all in debt, and so now the Japanese central bank says, hey, we're going to stand behind the J coin. By the way, uh, the date they give is twenty twenty. So we'll, we'll have to keep watching that. I'll keep my eye on it, and I'll give you updates uh, as they come out. Uh, Estonia, and I know, right, the, the, one of these small Eastern European countries, which I believe is now part of the EU, is considering launching its own state-run digital currency uh, called the Estonecoin. But it did not get off the ground because the European Central Bank, oh, Backlash the idea. So there you go. So they said, no, wait, Estonia, you wait. Let's do something together, right? Let's, let's get together and let's formulate a plan. And, and now we have to think about why do they want it, right? So, so why would all of a sudden the central banks come out and say, you know what, we, 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 we want to issue our own cryptocurrencies. What's happening, what's important, and why do they need it? And then you go to the very first article on our website today where Neil Kashkari said, eh, 2.7% inflation. You guys okay with that? I mean, we don't even have 2% now. Imagine if we actually got the 2.7, how much it would really be. But here's how I think it's going to work. So we're going to go digital, okay? And they're going to, you know, just like they've already, you know, the the groundwork's already been laid, right? It, it's drug dealers, it's terrorists, it's tax cheats, right? They're the only people that use cash. And, and of course, the millennials, a lot of them, and I know them, and I'm talking about these are uh, college-educated kids in their 20s that have never written a check. They, they don't carry cash. Like if they have cash, they got like five bucks, right? If anything at all. And they pay with their phone and they do all this stuff and, and, and of course they highlight the convenient. Isn't it convenient? Isn't it wonderful? So here's where, where, where I think it's all going to come down to. They need to pick up the pace of devaluation, and they can't do it with the the regular tools in their toolkit, right? They brought interest rates to zero, left them there for nine years. 
Now, of course, Janet Yellen came out yesterday. Hey, by the way, we got to raise rates because we got a stock bubble. She didn't say it like that, but that's what she said. But you keep buying it, and don't prepare for that, right? Let's pretend that was a good thing that she said yesterday, right? The news media wants to say, that was a great thing Janet said. We got to raise rates to prevent the bubble. Does that mean you see one? I'm just asking. Because they said you can't see them. But apparently maybe they can. And then you had Neil Kashkari come out, ah, you know, this 2% thing, that doesn't quite work. So here's what I think is going to happen. So we talked yesterday about the IMF, the special drawing rights, uh, and they got the basket of currencies, right? The, the dollar, uh, the euro, the yen. Right now the Chinese renminbi, right? They're all in this basket uh, and the pound sterling, right? They're all in this basket. And they all have an exchange rate. It already exists. The, the thing is, is nobody uses the, uh, the drawing rights to buy stuff. Okay, so right now people use what primarily for a lot of years, right? So ever since the end of World War II up until about 2000, Everyone used dollars to buy stuff, right? But what was it? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how now China, hey, you can now buy oil in renminbi or Chinese yuan, whatever word you want to use, right? In the Chinese currency, you can now buy crude oil, right? And, of course, crude oil leads to about everything else. So how does the cryptocurrency fit into how we're going to buy things in the future and how it's going to help the Federal Reserve with inflation? We're going to talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Hyatt. President Trump's campaign success can be summed up by a single statement from his inaugural address. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. Everyone is listening to you now. Liberals claim to speak for entire groups of people all the time. They claim to speak for minorities, the poor, and for women. Yet behind these thinly veiled appeals for votes, anyone can clearly see that their support extends only to those who agree with the liberal agenda. Black conservatives, female conservatives, and others who've been cast aside by the shameless identity politics of the left are among the forgotten men and women that President Trump stands for and that Phyllis Schlafly wrote to in her December 1996 Phyllis Schlafly Report. Phyllis pointed out that the 1990s wave of feminists in the public sphere came as a result of a new generation of women coming of age who had chosen career over family. This new generation dedicated themselves to the new and improved feminist doctrines that were really no better than what Phyllis fought in the early days of the Equal Rights Amendment. Rather than making logical points, feminists touted a fictional, vast conspiracy against women. They contended that the only way to counteract this conspiracy was to essentially impose thought police on American men by punishing perceived intent rather than actions. Phyllis wrote, The feminist goal is not fair treatment for women, but the redistribution of power. 
She later reiterated that the beneficiaries of the feminists' actions were nominally women, but actually only the feminists who know how to play by the rules they have invented. Feminists had no interest in caring for conservative women. In fact, they often responded to conservative women even more venomously than they did to men. The forgotten men and women betrayed by the liberals want to have a champion. Throughout her life, Phyllis Schlafly was that champion. Today, the forgotten still need an alternative to the left's rhetoric. With a message of liberty and opportunity, conservatives like Donald Trump can make sure that those forgotten voices are heard once more. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young conservative women. Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road. Voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. So many things. Oh, it's incredible. The, the debt, by the way, jumped a hundred billion dollars overnight. Uh, in case you were wondering, uh, now at uh, twenty, I think just twenty point five seven. So call it twenty point six trillion dollars. I love how it does that. Right, everything's fine, and and the debt doesn't move. You know, maybe moves about three billion dollars a day and then one day you wake up and it jumps a hundred billion in a single day uh... that happened last night so the u.s. deficit uh... the trajectory again i'm not surprised but this all ties together right we've got a debt problem and it's going to really i'm it's you know twenty trillion dollars in the next 10 years, and I don't know that there's anything we can do to stop it. And well, we could. The tax cut's not going to help, by the way. I'm just, just saying. Uh, but, but neither here nor there. So we're talking about how is this really going to work, and why is it now that all these central banks are involved? And the answer really is a simple one. So they have, and they created... Uh, these these drawing rights through the IMF, but never used it. Right? There's very few uh, IMF bonds out there using these baskets. Uh, and and then remember, I think it was it last year, whenever it was that, that China gained reserved currency status, even though it really didn't qualify. Uh, and I told you then this was going to mark. A, a big change because of the fact that in in without coming out and telling us they were recognizing hey this is what's coming we know what's coming right so despite what Janet Yellen talked about in front of Congress yesterday despite what John Williams said at ASU they know they know and they're preparing why is it that China's buying gold? They never bought gold. They didn't buy gold in the 90s. They didn't buy it in the 80s. They didn't buy it in the 70s. India, why did they buy? Remember when the IMF sold a bunch of gold and India came out and bought it? Why do you think that is? They're all getting ready. They just don't want us to be ready. 
right? The less people that have physical gold, the better. These ETFs, they love it, right? Ah, you got paper gold, you got paper silver, perfect. But we can still get you. So here's how I think it's going to play out. As they make the switch to the electronic currencies, right, they'll start conducting trade in these currencies, right? They'll be buying, you know, the the 9 million barrels of oil that we import, uh, you know, month after month, week after week, day after day for you know, God, wouldn't it be great if we just would produce our own? Anyway, different different show. I'm getting sidetracked. This is how business is going to get conducted. So your bank account, right? If you had ten thousand dollars, okay, well, it does nothing changed. Right? Still, it's ten thousand, and who knows what they'll call it. Fed coin, right? Who knows, right? Dollar coin, or or whatever it may be. And your mortgage and your car payment and your car insurance, they'll be like, hey, nothing's changed. Right? We just don't do the casting. We don't print the paper. We don't have to worry about all the coins anymore. Right? You imagine how many of us have got to lug all of our coins, <laughs> all of our change to the banks. And the, Of course, the banks, they don't want that stuff. Then we'll be at the coin star machines at the supermarket getting charged 10%. And then everything will be electronic. And they'll be able to have the technology to track everything everybody buys and do it instantaneously. Part of the thing they like is it's instant, right? Money can change hands in an instant. Right? Where now, like when you when when you wire me money or I wire you money, right, it always takes there's this lag and it takes, you know, hours and hours for it actually to get into your account or get into my account. Now they say that we can do it instantaneously. Well, one of the big problems that they have is with all the modern tools that they've used, with all the reckless policy that they've created, they couldn't get this inflation thing. And I think the crypto is the answer to their problem. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to use the special drawing rights of the IMF as the the exchange factor. So there's going to be a handful of what I'll call government-backed cryptos, okay, central bank-backed cryptocurrencies, and those cryptocurrencies will run through the IMF exchange, through the basket. And the basket will change. Instead of U.S. dollars, it'll be Fed coin. Instead of Japanese Japanese, uh, yuan, it'll be, or yen, I'm sorry, instead of Japanese yen, it'll be the J coin. And right, they'll all have their own. And and they'll be looking at inflation and, and Right now, let's just say we're at 1.7. Okay, then we're somewhere around there. You know, the fake number anyway. And now Neil Kashkar, he's now the new Federal Reserve Chief. Okay, ten, right. Fast forward five, eight, ten years. Neil Kashkar is now the Federal Reserve Chief, and he decides, you know what? We need 2.7 right now. 
And all they need to do is fix the exchange rate with the IMF. Hey, you know what? We we need to weaken our currency right now, right? Because I tried to weaken it with rate cuts. I tried to weaken it by blowing up our balance sheet. We tried to weaken it with negative yields on bonds. It didn't work. So what I need to do now is I just need to weaken it so everything that was uh, is bought and shipped into the United States or produced in the United States, it won't matter because you got to buy everything from through this exchange. It all needs to cost more right now. So without touching a single dollar in your bank account, Your money just became worth less overnight, instantaneously. And all of these central banks are going to have that power because truly, that's what they want. They want total power. First of all, they want all the money in the system, right? Number one, because they've got all the rules in place to take it from us that way. And if we're all in the same system... Then somehow it's okay to to steal from everybody. And then to make matters worse, now the IRS is involved as well. We'll talk about that next. So think about this. You know, right now the Federal Reserve's got to go through the whole dog and pony show. We got to have a meeting every six weeks. Every other meeting, we have a press conference. So if we're going to do something to manipulate the currency, we wait for them to do it. And we got to come out and talk about it. And, and, and then, of course, all of us come out on TV. And whether, you know, I want more rate hikes or I don't want rate hikes. Inflation should be this or inflation should be that. And now, with a cryptocurrency, I don't have to do any of that. Hey, right? Just pick up the phone, make a call. Hey, I'm MF. We're changing our exchange rate today. Thanks. By the way, don't say anything. Let's just keep that between us. And this is what this will allow our central bank and all of these central banks to do. Right? They don't need to come out and say, hey, listen, we need you to turn in, you know, your your old money for the new money, right? They don't have to do that now. They don't have to say, you know what, we're trying to create inflation and we're going to take the, the the Fed funds rate to negative five or two or one or zero or whatever it may be. They don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, we're just going to alter the exchange rate and instantaneously overnight everything's just going to cost, a, you know, don't worry, just a little more. And when that isn't enough, right, it'll cost even more than that. Like I said, the 2%, that was just an introductory number. Right now, go out to our website this morning. You'll see it, very first article. All right, uh, how about 2.7? That's um, it's almost 50% higher. And then this one today, this actually came out uh, last night. Most digital currencies exist in sort of a twilight state just beyond the grasp of federal regulators, right? It's super private. 
But the U.S. tax authority is starting to get savvy about this whole Bitcoin thing. On Wednesday, a federal judge in San Francisco, now maybe is that coincidence, John Williams was out talking, now a federal judge in San Francisco, ruled that Coinbase must supply the IRS with identifying information on users who had more than $20,000 in annual transactions on its platform going back to 2013. The IRS got the court order because they noticed that the number of tax returns claiming gains from virtual currencies didn't line up with the emerging popularity of the currencies like Bitcoin as an investment vehicle. The IRS asked Coinbase, who apparently holds the ledgers, to hand over all of the information on its users. Coinbase pushed back, and now the court has landed on a compromise that the company is calling a partial victory. I guess a partial victory. they got to turn over the information. Coinbase itself admits the summons request for information regarding 8.9 million Coinbase transactions on 14,355 Coinbase account holders that eight to 900 taxpayers reported gains. Whoops. <laughs> uh, not quite the 14,000. Uh, so nonetheless, I guess they did. I guess the victory was they. It had to be at least twenty thousand. So you had to you had to have transacted at least twenty thousand dollars worth of of, of business. Uh, they the IRS initially requested nine kinds of user data, including profiles and other things, third party access. Uh, some of that got narrowed down, but nonetheless, if you uh, made some profits on your cryptocurrency and didn't think the IRS was going to be able to get the information a federal judge to yesterday in san francisco said yeah not so fast uh so just just one other thing to like i said this is coming right a lot of people oh it's kind of like gold and you can be private and you can do this and that come on you know that's not gonna happen right it sounds great but it's not going to happen. And now the fact, I guess the fact that the Federal Reserve itself has said, hey, listen, we're, we're working on it here. We're, we're paying attention. We, we really uh, are waiting for, and, what they, and I really believe this, they were just waiting for the technology to get there. Right? The, the ability to be able to conduct, you know, Billions of transactions instantaneously, uh, and do that uh, second after second, minute after minute, day after day, week after week, year after year, and and I think that it's pretty, it's it's pretty much there. It's kind of like the North Korean missile. Did you see that too? They they said, oh, you know what? The, the, this missile is much better than the one they tested in July. 
Uh, yep, they can get get here. I saw one guy say, well, don't worry. I don't think they can put a nuclear warhead on it and have it hit D.C. They could still get to the West Coast. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes me feel better, right? Yeah, you know, they could probably get Seattle and, and, and L.A. and San Francisco, but, you know, D.C., they'll be okay. Same thing, right? Bitcoin was good. But now the technology's gotten even better. And now now we find out, now all of a sudden, oh, yeah, yeah, we're interested. Yeah, we're working on it. And, of course, now the IRS, right? Hey, yeah, we're on it. Take the radio news hour, final segment coming up. Welcome back. Take the radio news hour, final segment. Man, children just flew by today. On this Thursday, it's been uh, Cryptocurrency Thursday is uh, the Federal Reserve. And, of course, now we're finding out, which I didn't even know. You know, you always so the Japanese Central Bank, the European Central Bank, right? They're all on it. And, and I think this is kind of where we're going to be headed, where uh, the Central Bank now is going to have even more authority uh, when these when this comes to fruition, they're going to be able to adjust the rate of devaluation, and and we're going to find out like we always do. It never it only goes one way. They're not going to make the you know what we're going to devalue less today. That's not going to happen. And the reason is 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 they know because they have to have this GDP number's got to keep growing because if it doesn't. Be, you know, we're we're already at we're we're sometime between 2018 and 2020, and I, I don't uh, 2018 is going to be close. So let's just say 2019, okay, fiscal year 2019. The debt's going to hit, you know, the fake debt. By the way, the the, the smaller number is going to hit a trillion dollars a year. Ten years from today, that number is going to be over two trillion. You say, well, Joe, how do you know that? Well, because I know in, in the next 10 years, Medicaid and Social Security both are going to go up $500 billion, both of them, apiece. That's another trillion. <laughs> Boom, now you're at two. Right? And I haven't even done anything else yet. Could you imagine if the interest rates went to three or four or five? That, I mean, every every point adds hundreds of billions of dollars to the debt every point so now now they're talking about the need for the crypto and of course it, it just for me anyway that just makes logical sense it really does it just adds up to me uh, so I think this is kind of where we're headed I think that uh, we're going to st- start hearing more and more and more about uh, what they're really planning on doing. Uh, in the in in the very near future, I think we'll hear more about uh, central banks' involvement in the blockchain technology, and and of course, uh, will it be some form of partnership with the banks? Most likely, because right? really that's what they are—they're banks to begin with. A uh, quick look here at the markets: great day to buy. Uh, gold's down about seven dollars, twelve hundred seventy-five dollars. Right? They're all excited about the tax cut. And we've got a really, I think really this next week, and really two, let's call it two weeks, 
is going to be uh, the bottom here for gold and silver. You know, we're in this December bottom pattern, and you figure we got uh, tax cuts, and, and then the, the central bank meeting on the 13th uh, that are going to, you know, I, I'm pretty convinced we're going to have that rate hike uh, just just like we've done uh, over the last two years. So 1275 on gold, silver, which I think is the buy of the day, uh, it's down 17 cents at $16 and 30 cents our toll-free number 800-951-0592 buy on these dips put it away and get ready for what we all know is coming Patriot radio news hour we'll be back tomorrow